0: is changing at a rate that we've never seen before. From business to art to sports, these changes are affecting every aspect of our lives. My name is Nick Kastner, and we're setting out to talk with the people who are altering the way things are done. Along with Alec McChesney, this is The Commonwealth. We are live with Max Cuppins, who is the artist and designer behind the new Commonwealth logo and branding. Max, thanks for joining, joining me today.
1: Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, of course. So if we could start by having you give some sense of like your your style and art form, like how, how would you describe your, your craft?
1: Yeah, um, so I started out with pen and ink drawing. So that's kind of my first uh, nature is to do hands-on pen and ink. And then in terms of graphic design, I always really like the bold and graphic, simple look using just simple shapes to explain ideas so that's kind of my style and that's kind of what i stick to when i go about design designing logos or anything graphic
0: nice so when you uh when you're approaching a logo project like this how how do you come at it
1: yeah so i do have a background um, in in design thinking because i went to school for product design um so there is a little bit of a process that I like to go through and really I guess what I start by doing is I get inspired so I like to look at people who I respect in the graphic design field and I look through their work and try and learn from them so that's really what I start with and then When I get a client, like let's say you with your logo, um, I want to understand the client, their audience, and I want to know the story um, behind your brand. So once I get a good picture of that, that's when I can really start brainstorming. And that's kind of when the whole creative process starts for me, at least, where I try and come up with as many different logos as possible, utilizing what the client has told me about their audience and their story. So that's kind of how I start.
0: Yeah. And what's your approach to get a feel for the client's uh, like story and background?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I just kind of want to preface all this by just saying, and I know I mentioned this when we talked earlier that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a graphic designer. This is kind of just a side, uh, side gig. <laughs> yeah. So I have a background in industrial design, like I mentioned, and it's a little different, but they utilize kind of the same design process. Um, but sorry. Yeah. What was your question again?
0: Oh, like how, um, when you're, when you're talking and working with a client, how do you yeah. get a, like, what tactics do you have to like understand where they're coming from and like what story they're hoping to tell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what I usually do, like the best thing is just get in person with them, talk to them face to face, obviously with the current situation we're in we all have to do this, you know, digitally, which is kind of weird, but you know, I think it's still we can still make it work. Uh but I love to just talk to the people face to face and understand them as just, you know, a human. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I also if if you can, you want to talk to their audience too. You want to actually meet people who, you know, in your case listen to your podcast or whatever, uh depending on the brand that you're working for. You want to know their audience again at a face to face level if possible. But the next best thing is like, again, with the internet and all things that are on the internet, you can do so much research and find so many good things about your user um, and your audience. Um, So I feel like that's kind of what I do is just ask important questions. So um, like for you, I wanted to know the story behind Commonwealth. Like, why did you choose the name Commonwealth? And why'd you even start it? Why'd you start Commonwealth? And what are your missions and values? And I know that's, that's very cliche, but it's true. It's, it's so helpful when you understand the real drive behind the person who's behind the brand, if that makes sense. So I like to understand that at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, yes. Um, and then once you got a feel for that, how did you land, um, you, uh, you presented three different logos to Alec and I, uh, my like, co-creator, how did you land on those three different concepts?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, That's where we can kind of get into the logo design process, the actual kind of the nitty gritty part of the visual piece. So for me, when I go and learn from the best, there's a few really, really good tips that they provide that I stick to very closely. And um, one is just kind of keeping it super, super simple. And one uh, quote that I, that I'll tell you is, uh, from somebody I really look up to, his name's Gizmar. Uh, for those who want to learn more about logos or anything, I would highly recommend looking up this guy. Um, he says that the logo isn't the sentence, it's the period at the end of the sentence. So it's, it's just, it's an identification. It's not explaining anything. And I really, really like that because I think a lot of times, we try and turn the logo into a very complex kind of symbol that that becomes confusing and when it's just a period it kind of recedes into the background but it helps uh, identify what you're trying to say if that makes sense yeah so i do i like that i really really like that and then specifically with your logo um like we mentioned earlier that the sizing. When you size it down, you want to be able to see this logo, and that's where it goes back to simplicity. And usually the simpler the logo, when it gets smaller, uh, at any size, you should be able to read this thing. And uh, that's kind of how I decided upon the three choices I gave you, Um, along with a few other things, like which logo for me and you represented your story the best. And I think that's where we decided on the logo that we went with.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then, so how, how do you, how do you think you like related the story into the logo we chose?
1: Yeah. So uh, when I tried to get to know you and your audience, I, one thing that I really liked, uh, well, actually two, one was your disruptive change. You, you want to, or you interview people who are doing disruptive change and, so for me, I was trying to find a visual symbol that represented that. And there's a lot of good stuff already out there, but for me, what kept coming back was the idea of a ripple and that the, like a ripple in a water. Um, and so I started with that idea, like how could, how could we turn this seed into a ripple? And that's where, when you look at your logo, you kind of see those three lines and that's kind of the beginning of a ripple. Usually ripples, though, when you drop a, like a pebble in a pond, <laughs> you mm-hmm. see and it, it's a circle. But in this case, the C I made into a square, which kind of makes it unique, I think, in a way. Um, so it's not very literal. It's a little more abstract. So I wanted to use the ripple. And then the C actually, uh, that turned uh, into the disruptive change because the negative space that kind of cuts out the C shape, interrupts the ripple. And so for me, that represented disruptive change in a very abstract way. So that was the beginning. And then, um, I kind of looked at different font and typefaces that would represent Commonwealth. And again, I wanted to stick with a a bold graphic font to, to stick to, uh, that would go with your logo and pair with your logo. Well, so that's why Mm -hmm. I went with Gotham, the typeface Gotham. It's very clean and it looks good in all caps. Um, and I guess, yeah, that, that's, that's uh, kind of my start to why I went in the direction I did.
0: Yeah. Um, Earlier, you mentioned that, um, that this is more of a side gig for you. What is your like full-time, full-time gig? Is it in design?
1: Yes. Yeah. So my full-time gig is in design and in my day job, I'm what I love about it is I do a lot of different kinds of design. So I'm not just doing graphic design, but I also get to do building. Um, I do a lot of like modeling, 3d modeling online, and I get to use this machine called a CNC router, uh, where it's basically cutting out shapes in plywood and you can build things like Ikea furniture pretty much out of this. Mm. (laughs) And, um, I also do facilitate design sprints, like I mentioned. So I lead teams, um, and into design challenges that we try and solve through the, uh, design thinking process. So I kind of have many different roles as a designer and that's why I love it. I've been too exposed to a lot of different, um, areas of the design world.
0: Do you find it challenging, um, switching from different mediums or, um, or do you like enjoy the, uh, the different spaces to work within?
1: Good question. Um. I I actually do like it. I really really like it. So, (laughs) when you came to me and asked about, hey, can you design us a logo? Um, I I I knew that you know I don't do logos full time, but I actually really like the process. It's fun. It's like a puzzle. So when you came to me with that, I was like, I kind of got excited, and because of this coronavirus, I was like, oh, I have time now. So uh, let's do it. And I just it kind of resparked the the joy. Uh, that I have when you know creating visuals and so I like the switch up but in the future I I do think I'd want to kind of go down more of the hands-on building um, and that kind of work because I love I love using my hands
0: yeah you mentioned earlier going to school for design right and it was in California if I'm not mistaken
1: that's right yeah
0: yeah, how valuable was like was getting trained in art today? Today was it was it worth the experience to go to school or um, like what's your thought on like art education?
1: Yeah, that's a super good question <laughs> because uh, I kind of have a strong opinion on that. Um, so I first went to Arizona State, um, huge huge school for industrial design, and my teacher pretty much recommended, hey, if you want, you can go to this program that's a little bit more uh, rigorous in Pasadena Uh, and I was like all in because I was just obsessed with design at the time so I'm like let's do it and I went to Art Center and they were it was a great great school super tough though I mean uh, I was pulling all-nighters at least twice a week just to meet with the deadlines and I'm sure people do the same in many other different uh, uh, backgrounds or majors but that was kind of a shock to me because I was doing industrial design and I'm like, Oh, this, this will be fun. And kind of laid back and it was like nothing but that it was very intense, but I will say um, the first two years at art center were extremely good. Like I had a great foundation, super good teachers. I learned very many good skills and I met lots of cool people from around the world. Luckily it was kind of an international school. So I was like the only white guy in my class a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty fun coming mm-hmm. from Nebraska, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, after two years, I actually dropped out of Art Center um, and I came back to Nebraska to work. And that's because I really wanted to do things in the real world. Like I wanted to make a real world impact, and I felt like in design school it was so conceptual. We were spending so many uh, we were doing so many projects that were just totally not needed. you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. uh, just things that were blue sky, um, and I wanted to do something where I actually could see the impact I was making and When I first got a job in Nebraska with this beyond school bells um, and the projects I was doing, I got really excited because I saw that hey i 'm impacting after school kids and people in the after school world, and i I love to see the real world impact. So I I think there's a balance. I learned a great, I had a great base and I literally could not do anything that I'm doing now if I didn't have that base. But at the same time, I was ready to kind of get out there and, and do some things. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Where do you hope to take, uh, to, to take your art career? Do you want to stay within the non, the nonprofit space? Do you want to stay with that specific nonprofit?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I am really passionate about design for sure. And so I'm also really passionate about like human health and well being, and human potential and how can design facilitate that? How can design help humans be their best? And so right now my interest is kind of in the designed environment, whether that be interiors or products that, you know, help people be better. And, uh, and I think that's kind of my interest and passion right now. And it, that's very, very vague, I know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm just kind of at the beginning of my journey, I feel like in terms of the design uh, world. So I really don't know. I just, that's really what I care about though. And I'm super passionate about. All right.
0: Perfect. Well, Max, um, thanks for both chatting with me here today and the work on the logo. It is um, it is wonderful, and I'm really excited to um, like build branding around it and and move forward from this the starting point.
1: Great, yeah, I'm so glad you like it, and it was super fun working with you. And thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks, Max. We're going to take a quick break to tell you how to hear conversations from upcoming leaders of the Commonwealth as soon as we drop them. We shoot a text to members of the Commonwealth as soon as the episode is released. If you're interested in joining that group, text the word COMMON to 31996. Again, that's C-O-M-M-O-N to 31996, or use the link in our show notes. Now, back to the conversation.